new apartments have had a bit of a bad rap in recent years. Oversupply, flammable cladding, expensive owners' corporation fees. Yet people still buy into them, either for the lifestyle they create or the position that makes them great. Today, we are going to find out all the good bits when it comes to buying a brand new apartment for both owner-occupiers and investors. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Copyright is featured in the Australian Business Journal as one of the 20 Australian copywriting experts to watch in 2021. It's a fabulous article about why Real Copyright is your go-to copywriting agency for real estate copy and why we are going places. Download the article at theabj.com.au now. With over 28 years experience in property investment across the globe and the author of the book How Cash Works, David Tong is passionate about helping people achieve financial abundance through property investment. David has been the top sales agent for off-the-plan developers since 2012 and is here to share his wisdom. Here from Sequoia Property, welcome David, how are you today? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Sue? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for coming on to our podcast. Now, what got you interested in property investment? Um, it was my mother. Oh, really? So she's always taught us from a very young age that um, um, uh, cash is dead, and we always have to um, to put cash into um, something that works for us. Yes. And, um, and her number one choice is, um, has been properties. So from a very young age, we've been kind of brainwashed to... Um, uh, to put money into properties. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, she's a sensible mother, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. Now, we're currently loving our top 10s at the moment. Now, you're here to tell us what your top 10 is when it comes to buying a brand new apartment. So let's start at number one, lifestyle amenities. Now, apart, brand new apartments seem to have a lot of these going on, don't they? Yeah. And um, developers are doing... Um, one better than the other one. So yeah. every few months, a new project comes out, and then we're just surprised by um, the amenities who, um, uh, that they put into it. Yeah. So I mean, traditionally, you, you might have a small gym and a small pool, but nowadays you're talking about 25 meters infinity pool. Mm-hmm. You're talking about uh, two levels of gym. Some of the gyms are even big, bigger than um, one of the bigger brands, you know, so they're <laughs> professional gyms. Um, and then spa, sauna, uh, even uh, the latest one I've seen is beauty salon, massage, um, uh, massage um, studio, wow. yoga studios, golf simulators, mm-hmm. um, commercial kitchens, um, business centers. Yeah. So all of those amenities um, have been added into um, into um, uh, brand new apartments, which uh, we haven't, we didn't see like even five years ago. No, well, it's sort of like a little resort slash community, isn't it? It's like a little village within itself, isn't it? Exactly. It's, um, they're, they're making it like um, a five-star hotel. So things you expect to see in a five-star hotels, um, they have that plus more, wow. like golf simulations. Like um, where do you see that in a five-star hotel? No, you don't. <laughs> they usually have their big golf courses, don't they? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so 
that when you're lacking space, a golf simulator is really good. Now, number two. So going on with that, there's better entertainment. What do you mean by this? So it's it's really important for people that um especially Aussies they like to um entertain. Yes. Like when you want to have um a function with um family members, ten family members, twenty friends, thirty friends getting together. Yeah. Like um I, I remember once um working for clients, um selling him a one bedroom apartment. Mm. And then um and then he was just like uh, shaking his head. And then I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's saying that that um He's got a um, a million dollars of mansion in Brighton, mm. but in his mansion he can't even host a dinner party for twenty people. Whereas in a one bedroom apartment that he's gonna buy, where his tenants gonna live in there, yeah. uh, there is like commercial kitchen, uh, enough space to host like thirty people, so they can actually host a dinner party in where they live of um of uh, like tw- up to um, twenty thirty people. So uh, this is the kind of things you get in um you know brand new um uh, properties that you can't even get you know your five million dollars home. Yeah, and sometimes you even get really nice views with that entertainment space, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And then more than kitchens, nice views. Um, yeah, all the amenities that you need. Yeah, and a cleaner to clean it up after you, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now, number three. Um, you mentioned low maintenance. Obviously, if you did have a um, a mansion or something in in Brighton, and you've you've just you've got grounds to look after, you've got um, you know constant constant maintenance, haven't you? Whereas a one bedroom apartment, it's sort of all looked after for you, isn't it? Yeah. So the um so inside and outside, outside the apartment, so you don't need to worry about maintenance at all because the building manager and the um, owners corporation look after that. Yes. Um, so where is where is cleaning? Where is um, um, uh, plumbing, electricians? Um, everything is looking after. It's looked after. And inside the apartment, uh, where it is brand new, typically um, there's no maintenance yeah. issue for the first three to five years. And then maybe after three or five years, you may have to change the lights, or you may want to uh, change the uh, the tap, and that's about it. Yeah. Whereas, um, because my company also um, manage properties, um, and we have um. Uh, some houses as well as well apartments houses there are always issues it's like oh like there's there's a there's a leak there and it's um and then uh, we need to uh, clean the gutter and then the roof needs to be to be fixed so there are always some um, uh, maintenance issues going on um whereas apartments we very rarely have um major issues it's all, only like minor touch-ups inside yes so a lot want. less headaches yeah. yeah you definitely want that when it comes to um an investment but also you know, as an owner occupier, you're pretty, pretty happy with the fact that you don't have to do anything to your place. Yeah. Now, Especially when you're like, like you are, you're a downsizer, or maybe, um, maybe you've uh, your kids have grown up and you just are the two of you. Um, I mean, do you really want the headache of um, doing gardening and and getting chase people to come and fix your plumbing like every every other month, or yeah. whether um like you just sell your big house and then move into luxury apartments, you don't need to worry about any maintenance. And enjoy the um the facilities. Yes, yes, it's a it's a very different lifestyle, isn't it? And you've got to really acquire yourself to it, um, you know. But it makes you feel younger, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so talking about younger, number four, um, you seem to attract younger tenants when you um you buy these kind of apartments. Yeah. 
Yeah, what we found is that the um, uh, the younger generations um, they prefer to rent um, in um, newer apartments. Yeah. Um, first of all, the um, young people they um, they really don't have the time to do all the gardening and all the maintenance. I mean, mm-hmm. unless they have family and, and wanted the backyard. Uh, other than that, if they um, it's just a, a couple um, with no kids or even um, a very very young kid, they prefer apartments because um, they don't have time to do the maintenance. And then um, secondly, um, they can enjoy all the amenities. So if they want to go to use the pool, uh, or you want, they want to use the gym, um, and it, it's all in the, in the building. I mean, they basically just go home, get changed, take the lift, they can go to the gym, and then they can shower there, they can come home to shower. It's the, the lifestyle they want. Yes. And, and before, uh, before COVID, people like to travel. With apartments, it's very easy. You just lock the door, and then you can just go travel for a couple of weeks, and then it's, it's perfectly secure. Whereas mm-hmm. a house, um, you have to like try to beg friends or family to come and house sit for you and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, whereas apartment is just a lock and go. Um, so that's why young people, um, that we found they, they much preferred, um, uh, renting, um, in, um, in, uh, in, in, in new apartments, yes. unless they have a family that need the backyard. Otherwise, um, like apartments, um, fit all their needs. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, they're becoming a bit more clever in their design, aren't they, the new apartments? They've got that study area or they've got that, um, you know, that wealth, all the windows so that you've got a decent view and you're getting lots of light coming in. They're, you know, the apartments sort of designed five years ago, you know, you'd, councils would allow bedrooms to be, you know, with no windows that have like a frosted glass door or something. And yeah. they're starting to get away from that again. Because of COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, the building code uh, has changed a lot. So all bedrooms uh, must have um, uh, natural lights. Yes. And, um, and also the, all the new apartments, um, my understanding is that um, uh, it has to cater to, um, uh, to wheelchair access. So, mm-hmm. so a person um, in a wheelchair should be able to, uh, to live uh, in the apartment unassisted. So mm-hmm. a lot of the newer complete apartments, you walk in, yet you see, feel the space. But the corridor, the um, the bathroom, everything is make um, bigger so that a wheelchair person can enjoy the apartment uh, unassisted. So um, yeah, so so things have changed in the past few years. Yeah, which is good to say. Now your your number five is rental returns. Now, say you were choosing between a two bedroom apartment and an older three bedroom house in the same suburb. What type of outlay would you need to make to buy? either the two-bedroom apartment or the three-bedroom house compared with what type of rent would you get? So, you know, say we did Essendon, for instance, or Mooney Ponds. Okay, so so let's say a two-bedroom apartment in, in Mooney Ponds. Um, if you're a brand new one, you may be looking at um, $600,000 to $700,000. Yeah. Whereas uh, if you want to buy a decent house in Mooney Ponds in Essendon, three-bedroom house, uh, I mean, you're talking about a million or $2 million. Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a price going on there. Um, I think Essendon's uh, average price was $1.4 million last year. Money Ponds is not far behind. Um, so, so, so you're, you're already looking at, um, paying twice as much for a yeah. three bedroom house versus a, um, a brand new two bedroom apartments. But the rent you get, I think, is similar. Oh, wow. So, so what sort of rent would you be looking at? For both of those. So, so like Moody Ponds two bedroom apartments, one of those um, uh, uh, brand new apartments, um, we've been getting um, uh, over $500 um, uh, per week rent, uh, yeah. sometimes up to um, uh, 600 depends on the size of it. 
Yes. Whereas um, a three-bedroom older house are getting about similar rent. Oh wow! So you're getting similar rent, but yeah, uh, but um, you're paying twice as much to buy it. Um, in terms of outgoings, you mentioned um, yes, uh, there's only uh, corporations that you have to pay for yes. apartments. But at the same time, if you have a house, you still have to pay for uh, building insurance, which in itself could be up to $2,000 anyway, yeah. plus all the maintenance. The tenant will be calling you every few months. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a leak there, there's a leak there. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be fixed. Bit of a kind of headache, stuff. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I know the feeling. I have um, have my guest stay at my Airbnb and... Oh, pre every second guess. Oh, this isn't quite right. That's not quite right. And like, okay, I'll get somebody in. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you fix it up. So, yes, I do understand what that means. Now, we're going to have a short break and come back with more from David Tong from Sequoia Property with his next five reasons why buying a brand new apartment is a great idea. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to the investment powerhouse, David Tong from Sequoia Property about why buying a brand new apartment is a great idea. So, David, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Tell us, how how many investment properties have you bought over the last 28 years? Myself. Yourself. um, Under 30. Okay, so that's one a year-ish. Yes, that's that's my own. That's it, yeah. Now, what is the makeup of your portfolio? Like, do you have new apartments, old apartments, houses, commercial? What would your percentage of each? Actually, I've got um, I've got a a bit of everything. So, I I, yeah. I purchased a few of brand new apartments. I've yes. also purchased some some older apartments. Um, yes. I've got um a few houses uh, going yes. on. I've done subdivisions, like chopping a block into two, yeah. chopping a block into four. Um, I've got some commercial properties. Um, yeah, so I've, I've invested in um, like different types of um, uh, properties. Yeah. So I know the, um, the the pleasure and pain of each type. Yes, and that's and that's the great thing. I'm, I was basically putting you on the spot so that you know we can see that you are an expert at what you're talking about, not just flogging yeah. the bet, you know brand new apartments because you, you know you've been. Uh, experience in all types and you understand the returns and the capital growth in all of them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now number six, there's tax savings when it comes to brand new apartments. Tell us how buying brand new can create more beneficial tax savings. Yeah. So uh, the law was changed in 2017 where um, uh, you can only get depreciation um, if you buy brand new properties. Okay. Um, or if you do work, um, like let's say you build extension after 2017. So if you buy any older properties, you actually don't get any um, uh, depreciation. The previous owner might have done spend a hundred thousand dollars building a new deck and and um, an extension. Uh, as soon as um, uh, you transfer to your name, those depreciation disappears. So, mm. so before 2017, uh, as an investor, especially looking at um, uh, uh, those are the ones that depreciation. Um, uh, they can choose like older, newer property. It doesn't matter. But now it has to be newer properties. Yes. One thing that um, that has um, uh, shifted in the past few years is interest rate. Because interest rates come down so much, 
a lot of properties become positive positive cash flow, which yes. means that um, people that used to buy properties in order to save on tax, um, because interest is, is so low, they're actually not losing, well, technically not losing money. So yeah. they, they may not be enjoying the um, uh, the, uh, the tax uh, benefit from interest itself. Because you, when you're paying like 2%, 2.5% or even less, you're not really claiming that much on interest. So they would rely on depreciation for the, um, uh, for the tax savings. So let's say if you buy a, um, um, a, a apartment for, um, for $500,000, um, yes. I, I'm not a tax advice, so I'm not giving tax advice because I'm not mm-hmm. qualified to give tax advice. But I'm so just going by, 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 um, by, um, experience and what I've seen. Let's say if you buy um uh, $500,000 apartments, you could be saving, um, getting a tax benefit from the depreciation of $20,000 in the past, in the first few years. So, oh, wow. yeah, so that could be, um. so if you are earning $200,000, $300,000, you're paying um the highest um uh, tax bracket, uh, yeah. those can save you a lot of tax. Yeah, good way to think about it, isn't it? It's just a lot of people don't think of those tax savings. How long do you get those tax savings? So you say you bought a brand new property, got the certificate of occupancy today. How long can you claim that depreciation? How many years? Uh, it goes on for decades, but then the um, the first year and the first five years is where you can claim uh, most things. Because you know, your depreciation, okay. um, you've got things that you can uh, write off uh, straight away. So that comes off your tax bill uh, straight away. And the other things like, uh, carpet and paint that will depreciate over the years. So usually what we found is that the first year is the, um, the strongest. And then uh, moving on the first five years, you should, you will still be getting, um, quite a lot of, um, uh, depreciation. Yeah. Cool. Now, can you also claim, I suppose as an investment, you can claim those owners corporation fees as tax deductible yeah. fees. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so all the expenses yeah. of your, um, you, you incur uh, while maintaining these rental properties you can claim. Yeah. So if you wanted to privately use the gym or the pool, you couldn't claim that if you went to, you know, MSAC, for instance, could you? But you can if it's your own property. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you, um, yeah, that's I've got, um, yeah, I've got a few clients that bought um, brand new properties and they keep a set of uh, four themselves. So, um, so they can, yeah. they can go and use the gym in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. Now, Number seven, the return on cash. Explain this to us. Okay. So when I say in, uh, return on cash, that uh, that means the cash that you invested in um, buying the properties. So usually you'll be um, like 10, 15 or 20% deposit. That's the biggest chunk. And then you have um, a stamp duty um, and then yes. of course legal fees and things like that. So that's how much you put in when you're, first buy the property so when you buy a property of five hundred thousand dollars the cash you pull up may be a hundred twenty thousand let's say a hundred ten thousand because you've got twenty percent deposit and then you've got legal fees stamp duty and and things like that so that's a cash that you invested um in recent examples i've seen a few clients that bought um uh, brand new properties from me and then um i've noticed that they're getting like 24 percent return on cash so that what that means is that um they have um the rental income coming in and then yes. and then of course they've got um um uh, management fees and uh owners corporations and and just your standard fees that they have to um yes. to deduct and of course um uh, they will have a mortgage they, so they'll be deducting the um 
uh, mortgage interest as well. Even though mortgage nowadays are quite low, like two point something percent for um for investment properties. Uh, plus yeah. they get the um uh, depreciation. And then um so let's say if they get a uh, again I'm not giving test advice, but uh, let's say if they get a depreciation of twenty thousand dollars, they could be saving uh, another uh, ten thousand dollars in tax. So once um um they add it all up. Uh, the return is about twenty four thousand um, of the initial cash that um, they invested in. Wow. Uh, that's for that's for normal rental. Um, I've got clients that um, decided to um, to to engage companies to to do um, short stay like Airbnb. Yes. Uh, before COVID, um, it was a really good idea because you can typically get twice as much return as if a normal rental. So that means um, uh, they will be getting close to 50% return on cash. Now, what that means is that um, once they bought a property, two years later, they would have getting uh, their cash back. Yeah. So it's almost like they never, they never uh, re- um, outlaid $1. Yes. And now that properties becomes like a um, gold lane goose. They will keep yeah. giving you money yeah. for the rest of um, your life. Yes. So, um, so that's the, um, the, that's again, that's one, that's where, you want to yes. be where uh, you buy something, you invest in it. A few years later, you get everything back, and then you just keep working for you yeah. forever. Yeah, nice bit of passive income coming in because you've got that property. Yeah, yeah, nice. Now your number eight, a significant lift in value between signing and settling. This is where you need the advice from an experienced property expert. How do you know when you are doing a good deal to create capital gains before you even settle the property? So sometimes you buy these apartments off the plan and you may have paid 500000 but by the time it's actually completed and settled and you've got the certificate of occupancy, how much can those properties grow in in price? Um, of course, that would depend on what you buy, what you pay for and the market yes. at the time. Um, but I've got an example. Yeah. So, but I... Yeah. I um, uh, I've seen a few clients of mine that um they purchase properties and before signing and settling, um the value has just gone up. So one of my clients uh bought a two bedroom apartment uh through me uh, in Footscray. And when she signed three three or four years ago, she signed a four hundred and ninety one thousand. Um yes. on settlement, Westpac valued it at um five hundred and ninety thousand. I can say that oh, because wow. because she actually emailed me, sent me the um, the valuation report from Westpac. So nice. she's like, oh, like it's gone up um like ninety nine thousand dollars, and um, nice. and there are other there are other examples that I've seen where the um, uh, price has gone up, um, maybe ten percent, or in in a couple of cases, um, gone up close to a hundred thousand dollars before signing and and settling. Um, yeah. Some people think that um, off-the-plan apartments or apartments in general, um, uh, prices don't go up as much as um, houses. And for the past few yes. years, that has been the case. Um, yes. But of course, you get it back from, um, from rental return anyway because you're getting double the, the rental return typically. Um, mm-hmm. However, there are gems out there. So if you've got the right advisor to help you find the property, you could be discovering those gems. So you could be signing something for 491 and then on settlement uh, three years later uh, you could be valued at um, uh, 590 and then you just made $99,000 and all you have put down is 10% deposit so you basically triple your money 
over that period. Yeah. And the beauty of that is banks are very conservative. So you may think it's only gone up $99,000, but it, you know, put it on the open market and it might be sort of six fifty. Yeah, that's true. Um, even the mortgage broker was shocked because um, the mortgage broker said that the banks usually don't value a property higher than the actual purchase price. So even if yes. you go and uh, went and um, bought a bargain, um, uh, yeah. banks come in and say, oh, this is this, this fairly higher, but very rarely do they put down the valuation at higher than conscious price, contract price. But I think in, um, uh, in two of these examples where the buyers experience uh, such a high jump, is the bank come and look at, oh, this is just like too cheap. Like we can't value this brand new two-bedroom apartment at 491. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just yeah. not right. So um, like it has to yeah. be, it's probably worth like 600 something, but let's put down 590 to be conservative. Would, would um, for instance, the buyer have changed the specifications a little bit within the property or would they have stuck, stuck with the the um, initial developer's ideas? Like, you know, would they have gone and spent, put marble bench tops in instead of Caesar stone or, or you know, did they up-spec it, for instance? No, this this is the um this is the beauty of it. Uh, there's no up-spec, um, up-specking. The yeah. um uh, the buyers bought it off the plan, so whatever the the the, the, uh, the developer has designed, they bought it, and yeah. the valuation is on settlement. So they haven't even taken possession of the property, oh. so they haven't done anything to it. Oh wow! So yeah. you know, it's it's more than a dream come true, really, for those owners. Yeah. Yeah, is definitely. That, yeah. Definitely. Great. Now, number nine, adding to your cash flow. Explain how this works. So um, it's quite interesting because, because I've, I've come across um, a particular buyer um, that went and bought a house as investment property yes. uh, because uh, that's what um, like he's been suggested to do by his uh, families and friends. Yes. And then he's saying that, um, oh, now I have, I'm driving Uber um, on the weekends just to maintain that um, property. Mm. And um, as I asked him what he, what he bought, he said he bought a, um, a four-bedroom house in Berwick. Um, but the rent is very low compared to um, what he paid for. So um, every week he has to put in extra $200 to maintain the property because yeah. the rent doesn't cover the, um, uh, the, the mortgage and the, uh, and the outgoings. Yeah. So he's working nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then he's working all day Saturday just to maintain this property. So this property is taking cash flow away from him. That's 200 bucks a week taking out. Whereas um, um, most, uh, most people that have purchased um, uh, brand new apartments, um, the, uh, the properties are giving them, them cash back. So, um, so in previous examples, um, um, my buyer is getting 24% on, um, on return on cash. Um, so that's the kind of things uh, that, that you, um, you, you can expect. So you said you're adding cash to you um, without you having to lift a finger. Yeah. And that's what you want. Because, yeah. because like if you, if you use the example, um, once you have like three to five uh, brand new apartments in your portfolio, you've basically replaced minimum wage. So technically, you are financially free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> now, lucky number 10, owner's corporation fees. Now, they can be quite expensive in these brand-new apartment blocks, but it also means you've got the free opportunity to use the amenities. So explain to us the benefits of that for the listeners. Yeah. So 
So one of the biggest um, uh, hesitation of people who are investing in properties is um, the OC fees. Yes. They will always they will say that um, oh, like if I get a two bedroom apartment, the OC fees may be four to five grand a year. Whereas um, if I buy a house, there's no OC fee. Yeah. But what they don't realize is that the um, a large portion of the OC fee is actually for the building uh, insurance. So if you buy a house of this similar value or, or double the value. Um, you'll be paying well up to two thousand dollars per year in the uh, building insurance anyway. Um, plus, that's number number one. That's the number one part, which is the, the insurance. The second part is the uh, the maintenance. So the OCV also covers the uh, building maintenance. Whereas um, if you have a house, as we mentioned before, all the um, all the maintenance that you have to um, is out of your own cash. So if uh, there's um uh, if there's a there's a leak or if um uh, or if um uh, the, the you need to do something to the garden or you need to fix something uh, with the gutter and everything. Those are, are out of your own pocket. Whereas um, in a building, uh, the OC fee already covers the um, uh, the building maintenance. And then, of course, it also uh, gives you all the amenities because like how much you pay to uh, to use a, use a gym is yeah. what, uh, if you're a really good gym, I don't know, like maybe 50 bucks. $100 a month, maybe, sometimes. Yeah. 50 to 100 so, if a hundred bucks a month, that's a thousand two hundred dollars. Whereas, um, whereas, um, uh, when you pay the OC fee, uh, that's already covered. Um, like five years ago, a lot of gyms in those um, you know, apartment buildings, they're just like very small. They may have a few treadmills and a few drum bells and uh, dumbbells, and, and that's it. But nowadays, uh, some of the gyms, um, they are like two levels, mm-hmm. and they um, and they use the top brand um uh, equipment. So it is actually a professional gym. Um, so you can actually, re- uh, you, some of the equipment may even be better than the gym that you currently go to. So some of the gyms I've seen, uh, they use a, a brand called Techno Gym, which means that um, you can create a profile in your, uh, in, your um, in, in a mobile app. So when you approach the machine, the machine, the, the, the machine calibrates to, um, uh, to your situation. So if you're, press, if you're pressing, um, like let's say 50K, um, once you approach the machine, the machine then calibrates to um uh, to your weight, and then you move from the next next machine, and then everything's recorded, and um so it's it's very high um high standard. Like even the Olympians uh, use that kind of gyms, whereas um if you go to a traditional gym, they usually don't have that high uh, that kind of um uh, gym equipment. So a lot of gyms in the buildings actually better than you um go to um uh, a a a normal gym. And I mean, like you said, uh, if you pay a hundred bucks um, a month, that's one thousand two hundred dollars, mm. um, and that's just the gym. Then you yeah. have the um, infinity pool, you have the golf simulator, you have the dining room, you have the barbecue area, you have the business center, uh, maybe maybe pool table. Yeah. Since if you were to hire out a function room, you'd be paying between two hundred and a thousand dollars for a function if you wanted to have you know twenty thirty friends over for a. a, a a party like a birthday party or something um you know you don't have to worry about paying that you just have to book the room um yeah. a pool you'd be looking at if you went down to msac you're probably paying 12 dollars a shot to have a you know swim 40 laps of a 25 meter pool each time yeah. you do that a couple times a week that's 24 dollars times 52 it all adds up doesn't it yeah yeah so if you feel it a lot up um it's, it's actually um a bargain the OCF yeah. you pay is a bargain yeah, yeah, 
Sounds good. Well, I think that has given us something new to think about when it comes to the brand new apartments that are popping up all over Melbourne. Thank you so much, David, for giving us your insight. There is definitely a lot to think about when you're investing. So now, David, do you have any special offers for real estate right listeners? Um, if anyone is look, uh, you know, in a position to um, uh, to purchase an investment properties, um, I'll be happy to um, uh, to help them and give them a free advice. Yes. And with the right properties, um, if they're concerned about um, a rent and things like that, uh, my company is happy to um, to provide our rental guarantees in okay. some of the um, the properties. And that's coming out of um, our agency, not from a developer. So yes. it's how. Is how certain and confident we are with the properties that we um, that we propose. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So thank you so much. How can listeners get in contact with you? Um, they can um, uh, send me an email. My email is uh, david at sequoia.com.au. Sequoia is spelled S-E-C-O-Y-A. So yes. david at sequoia.com.au. And then I'll um, respond to them and help them. Beautiful. Thank you so much, David. Now, we'll also have your details in our show notes and throughout our social media. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you, Sue. The pleasure is all mine. Great. Thank you. Now, next week, we have our next town taster. This time, we go to Mount Eliza. And on Thursday, we have Dean Davis from Enco Property to talk to us about why getting the trades in to renovate will pay off on auction day. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right. Baby, baby, baby.